This is the Average to Savage podcast with Paul Garino. Everyone and anyone, athletes, celebs, and much more. What's up, everybody? I'm back for another episode of the Average Savage podcast. Our special guest today is Green Bay Packers quarterback Tim Boyle. Tim, how's it going? Great. How are you doing? Good, good. You know, in Connecticut in the cold. It's pretty much the same over here in Green Bay. Six degrees right now with a negative uh, negative 15 wind chill, so I'm, I'm trying to survive. Could you uh, give me a brief background about yourself? Yeah. Um, born and raised in uh, Middletown, Connecticut. Uh, then shortly thereafter moved to Middlefield, the town over, so pretty much hail from Middlefield, Connecticut. Uh, the middle of three kids, older sister, younger sister, uh, happily married parents. Um, you know, Played a lot of sports as a younger kid, but really enjoyed football, obviously, and you know, obviously succeeded at it at a young age, so decided to focus on it. And, uh, you know, did well in high school, you know, won three state championships and then went to uh, UConn, didn't do too well. I don't think we had a very good team then, but decided to transfer to East Kentucky, uh, had an OK senior year. And it put me in position to uh, to be a, uh, a preferred free agent with the Packers. And then at that point, it was kind of up to me and, uh, you know, made the best of my situation and uh, ended up making the 53 man roster. So extremely blessed. Yeah, for sure. for sure. Let's jump into that. So how would you how did you get into football growing up? Um, that's a great question. I think I was too young, really, to even think about it. I mean, I was probably five or six and playing flag football. I kind of just enjoyed running around at that age. You know, you're kind of playing, you know, basketball, baseball, football, soccer. You're trying it all out just to see what you like. And I really liked football. Uh, from a young age, I had a pretty strong arm. Uh, so the youth coaches decided to make me a quarterback. So it's uh, it's funny how it all goes back to, you know, one coach uh, pretty much just deciding my fate uh, for the rest of my life. Uh, in my football career so yeah it's uh never really looked back from a young age kind of just enjoyed playing football played basketball baseball uh but those are kind of my side sports really enjoyed football so um yeah i haven't looked back since like you just mentioned before i know you won uh three you said three state titles at xavier which i knew knew, yep. knew as a powerhouse being from west Haven, i know you guys beat us a few times <laughs> and uh unfortunately <laughs> and so what what was the recruiting process like out of, out of high school yeah, uh, my it started picking up uh, my junior year. Uh, my first offer came after my sophomore year from Boston College and Syracuse uh, and UConn, and then junior year started picking up to the bigger schools, uh, you know, Florida, Notre Dame, Oregon, uh, Houston. Uh, so you got those bigger schools, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, just took some visits, um, you know, made good relationships with the coaches that were there, um, and ended up decided to commit to Boston College. And my whole senior year, I was committed to BC. And then, you know, a few weeks before signing day, uh, coaching change happened. And, uh, you know, I kind of looked around a little bit, ended up going to UConn. So, um, you know, everything happens for a reason. I'm glad I went to UConn and, and got those experiences under my belt. Uh, met a lot of good people, a lot of good coaches there. So uh, I was done my recruiting process. It was a little little up and down there for a while, but mm-hmm. uh, wouldn't have it any other way. kind of teaches you uh, the ropes of uh, the business. For sure. Now, like growing up, was uh, one of your goals like to go to UConn? It was actually not. I, mm-hmm. I was, I was, I was always a UConn fan growing yeah. up because that's like the the local team, obviously. Yeah. But my whole recruiting process, um, it was kind of weird. Every time I'd go visit UConn, it'd be a cloudy, rainy day, <laughs> and I just wouldn't get positive vibes from it. So I always kind of told myself I wanted to stay away from UConn, like as a sophomore and a junior. Um, but then when UConn came back around, and I kind of reintroduced my, you know the new staff, new quarterback coach. Um, I got to obviously build some good relationships with them and I, I felt comfortable. I pulled the trigger and, you know, had an up and down season uh, as a freshman, 
mm-hmm. and so to speak. I mean, the sophomore and junior season as well. But you know, like I said, it's a, it was an unfortunate roller coaster at UConn, but it taught me a whole lot about football, a lot about myself, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, for sure. So how how did you come overcome those obstacles that's going through? I know you you were starring sometimes, you weren't starring sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I, I always told myself, um, you know, if you continue to do the right thing then good things will happen to you. Um, and I, my dad and my parents, you know, my mom, and uh, they've always instilled that in me. You know what I mean? It's it's it's, it's hard to do what's right, uh, especially when no one's looking. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's it's the character you have as your uh, internally. Um, and I, I being a competitive athlete, I mean, it's you either do it or you don't do it. It's that simple. And if you, you can feel bad for yourself or you can work harder. And uh, that's what I decided to do. You know, it was... Uh, Tough couple, uh, tough couple of blows there. You know, being a starter, then going to third string and backup. But uh, you know, consistently, you know, worked on my craft and worked. And uh, you know, now I'm in the position I want to be in. So, like I said, I mean, it's in the in the in the time uh, it was a little rough because um, it's definitely not definitely not easy. Um, but looking back, you know, it taught me a whole lot about myself. And um, you know, I think the one word that stands out is perseverance. You know, just persevering through the good times and the bad times. Yeah, what was what was the deciding factor of transferring from UConn after junior year? Like, why, why well, didn't yeah, you? Uh... Um, just kind of wanted a clean start. You know, mm-hmm. I, I always I stayed at UConn my junior year because I wanted to go in and compete for the starting job. Yeah, uh, that didn't that didn't happen, and I felt like I should have been a starter, but you know, the team didn't feel like that was the case. So it was just a um, one of those circumstances where I kind of wanted to just have a clean slate, uh, go to a new school have a positive college experience, get some wins under my belt. So that's kind of the driving factor for that. Gotcha. How did, how did you end up at Eastern Kentucky? Yeah, my freshman year quarterback coach at UConn, Shane Day, mm-hmm. um, He, uh, I reached out to him. He was with the Dolphins at the time, and I said, I'm transferring. Hey, can you, you know, put me in touch with some of the coaches that you know? I just kind of reached out to my old coaches and just to see mm-hmm. you know, who they knew. And uh, he was good friends with Mark Elder, the head coach uh, for Eastern Kentucky. So he put me in touch, and we built a relationship. I took a visit and uh, committed to EKU. Gotcha. Now, now, what was the difference between the recruiting process out of college and then going through like the transfer process? Yeah, so my, my, in, my thought process was transferring down so I can play right away. Yeah. Um, so you know, right, right, coming out of my my uh, my transfer there, I thought I'd be able to go down and play right away. But that's not the case. The NCAA uh, actually made me sit out because I had a year of eligibility and my redshirt, so they made me sit out. Um, so uh, it was interesting. You know, I, I reached out to those one uh, AA FCS schools, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, it was between Towson. Um, Wagner and EKU and uh, felt comfortable with the staff um, and the offense and decided to pull the trigger. Gotcha. Oh, wow. I thought they, yeah, I, I thought the same thing. I thought you didn't have to sit out, but it must be if you go down to D2 or something. Yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting rule that I didn't yeah. know about until I actually got to EKU and they told me I had to sit out. So, yeah, so, so what was that season like? Did you like learn some new stuff or like what were you Yeah, doing? I did. So when I first got there, obviously, you know, m- most guys redshirt as true freshmen, right? And yeah. when you're a true freshman, you're kind of getting used to college. You know, you're still into the, you know, going out phase of college, trying to figure out what you're going to do and, um, you know, I got the opportunity to redshirt as a true senior, uh, so it was a whole nother experience for me. I really buckled down physically. Um, you know, I kind of, you know, I put on probably 10 pounds of good weight, um, learned a lot about football. I was in every single staff meeting, every quarterback meeting. I mean, I was pretty much a GA that year. Uh, yeah. I was learning, you know, learning the offense, how to coach guys, 
uh, you know, and obviously continuing to build my, my leadership on and off the field team. So uh, it was definitely an instrumental year for me from a, from a developmental standpoint. But, um, yeah, it was a fun year. Yeah, definitely. What was it? What was it like just living in Kentucky? Kentucky was interesting. Yeah. Kentucky was interesting. It's uh, it's different. A little slower paced, um, but uh, food's good. You know, people are great. A little slower paced, but football is. Uh, you know, it's, it's true what they say. The South is. Uh, you know, they they care about their football. There's probably there was probably uh, you know more passionate fans. Not the number of of fans uh, of UConn, but they're just so passionate. You know, they they stay. They're interested. It's it's uh, it's a fun atmosphere down there. Uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. So, how did you uh, how did you uh, win the starting job there? Um, yeah, so I came off my redshirt year, and there was a little quarterback battle between three guys, and uh, you know, I just had a good spring and a good preseason, and uh, they named me the starter. So it was. Uh, it was one of those opportunities where, you know, I transferred all the way down to Kentucky. I mean, I better work my butt off to make sure I'm the starter because I don't want to waste yeah. a transfer on being a backup again. So uh, I really buckled down, and uh, they named me the starter, and the rest is history. Yeah, for sure. What, what led to your success for, I mean, I guess, because that was like your really only year that you played and started every game, right? Yeah, I think the, the, the biggest thing was just understanding the offense, and I think yeah. my redshirt year really helped with that, was just being around – the coaches and understanding what they were going to call and why they why they were calling it, and uh, I think that that mindset really helped me going to my senior year, my retro senior year. All right, now let's let's walk through your uh, NFL journey. Like, so what happened after you graduate? I mean, well, yeah, you finished football, you graduate. Then what happens? Yeah, so graduate, play football senior year, and then I trans. So I go to uh, Washington D.C. to train. Yeah. Um, and pretty much just buckle down there for a month and a half and just get my body right, understand the 40, the shuttle, all that kind of stuff uh, to set me up for pro day. And I had a really good pro day at EKU, which I think helped me uh, get on a few radars on a few teams. And then uh, pro day came around. I did a good job. You know, talked to a couple coaches there. And then after that, it's kind of a weird waiting game, you know what I mean, until yeah. the draft. You kind of just have to wait and, and see what happens. So. Draft day comes around, and uh, you know the last day comes, and, and the Packers call, like looking for a uh, an undrafted, obviously free agent, preferred free agent. Um, so you know, sign with them on that day, and then uh, you know you, you report with uh, a bunch of the other rookies, and that's kind of free game at that point. You know, everyone's there. There's a 90 man roster, and it's it's uh, may the best man win to the 53. And uh, um, at first, it was uh, very difficult learning the offense towards preseason it starts to really click and you start to understand it and uh, fortunately I had a good a good preseason which I think helped me uh, you know stay on the 53 men roster so um, yeah so the, the the cuts finally happened I made the team and then uh, you know the rest of the, the the whole pretty much year this year was is just supporting Aaron and making sure he, he gets what he needs for uh, for the games on Sunday because he's uh, he's the guy running the show out there it's no longer about you know Deshaun and I it's it's all about Aaron and how he can go out there and help us win. So, uh, you know, it's all about breaking down film and, and doing defensive, uh, you know, DB reports for him and, and just breaking down stuff for him to make it easier for him. So it was, uh, it was a great experience my rookie year. It's been uh, it's been a lot of fun. You know, Aaron and Deshaun have been a, a, a great pair of, uh, of leaders for me. They've done a great job of showing me the ropes. So I'm uh, extremely happy about that. Yeah, for sure. So, so the Packers were the only ones interested in you? No, there are a couple other teams. I think the Raiders, Browns, uh, and the Vikings, they're pretty uh, pretty heavily uh, recruiting me. Um, but other than that, uh, not a whole lot of teams, no. So was the Packers the only offer? 
no, I had the Raiders and the Browns. So, so how'd you decide to pick the Packers? I had a previous relationship with the Packers. I took a top 30 visit there, so I, I got to meet some of the coaches, and I felt comfortable about the quarterback, uh, the quarterback uh, competition here. So, um, decided to be with the Packers. It's a great organization, and uh, you know, it's first class, gotcha. and uh, I, I truly do love it in Green Bay. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, I mean, unfortunately, going undrafted, but like that's cool that you got to actually pick from three different teams. Yeah, and that's I mean. It, being undrafted is not a negative thing because, yeah. like you said, you get to almost pick at that point, um, and that's kind of where you have to do your homework and see, you know, what what spots would fit best for you. But yeah, no, it's uh, you know whether you're drafted or undrafted. I mean, it's it's really up to you at that point. It's it's you got to make the team, you got to battle. It's all about competing and you know trying to make that 53 man roster. Yeah, and I remember uh, Twitter just blowing up, and they were like every week it was like, "Who's Tim Boyle? Who's Tim Boyle?" And then like you know, yeah. kept on kept on going off and and then all of a sudden they're one week after another like oh, all right this kid might make it who who is he where is he from where and then i just kept yeah. on seeing everything so yeah, I, what, what was that like? i kind of snuck up out of nowhere which was nice but yeah. it's uh it's nice kind of being the underdog and coming up and no one really knows who you are you're, you're making a statement so i kind of enjoy being that guy yeah for sure like even like that i mean quarterback that's the that's the position you know yep yep no doubt so, so ultimately, you won the third string job after they traded uh, Brett Hudley. So, what, yep. what, what was uh, what was it like just making the fifty-three man roster? Man, it was awesome. It was a dream come true. Um, you know, you you have those experiences, you kind of being benched and, and people telling you you can't do this or that, and then to finally, you know, realize that you've made the fifty-three man roster for not even the NFL but the Green Bay Packers. I mean, so yeah. much history. So much tradition there, and uh, that was a, that was an emotional day for me when I got that call. So, uh, yeah, that'll be with me forever. And uh, you know, can't thank my family and my friends, my girlfriend enough for for being there for me and um, just riding it out. You know, it's all worth it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And going into the first game, I know Aaron Rodgers got injured, and then Deshaun I think got injured too. But you weren't you weren't active, and I remember also Twitter, Twitter was going wild too because they were like. Why isn't the third string yeah. quarterback active? Yeah, most and, quarterbacks, yeah. most third string quarterbacks aren't active. So yeah. it's uh, it's one of those funky deals where you know you have fifty three guys, but you can only dress forty six on game day. So yeah. uh, I I unfortunately was one of those guys who uh, was inactive. But yeah, no, that was a scary situation that first yeah. game there. But Aaron came back and uh, did what he does best and uh, lead us to win. So yeah. So so overall, how was your rookie year? I know you kind of touched on it, but. Yeah, no, it was awesome. I learned a lot. Um, didn't really understand the, uh, the the true ins and outs of what goes into you know the National Football League, but it's, yeah. it's great to see, you know, just the game planning, the scheming, um, just the hours and the manpower put into it. So, yeah, I learned a lot. Uh, I think I'm going to come out a lot better from it. And uh, yeah, it's it's been a great, a lot of great relationships, and uh, you know, just happy to be a part of the organization. Yeah, and I see you you guys have fun with the the photo bombing. Yeah, we do. That's kind of a you know, little thing we do, but it's fun. And uh, what's it what's it been like, just like working with Aaron Rodgers and learning from him? Yeah, it's been awesome. You know, just to see how he goes uh, about you know every week and how he approaches each game plan, and you know he's he's just so consistent. And that's one thing I think I'm going to take is he doesn't fluctuate. You know what I mean? It's just you know a straight line of consistency of preparing and being the same leader and player on and off the field. So. Uh, he's been great. It's been uh, very helpful with me and my development. So I can't thank him enough. And how do you how do you feel about your new coach Matt Lafleur being a former quarterback? Yeah, that's great. Um, you know, I think uh, I think we're all eager to learn the offense and kind of see where this thing's going to go. So 
you know, it's awesome having a young, vibrant staff. Uh, you know, having guys you want to play for and you trust. It's gonna be a fun. It's gonna be a fun couple of years. Have you got to meet him yet? Uh, I did, yeah, briefly. Got to shake his hand, introduce myself, but uh, no in-depth conversations yet. Mm-hmm. Just kind of the uh, the introduction stage right now. Gotcha. And what what are your goals for this off season and then the 2019 season? Yeah, I kind of want to. Uh, I kind of want to lean my body out a little bit. You know, lose some weight, uh, put on some good weight. I want to. I want to kind of touch my body up, and then I just want to understand the offense. You know, I, it's uh, it's interesting going into a, a new year with a new quarterback coach, new you know coordinator, head coach, and you have to learn a whole new system. So I think that's my priority right now is kind of uh, trying to get up there and see the coaches and, and see what I can pick uh, pick up from the offense. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You, re- you ready for some fun questions? Let's do it. <laughs> what's what's the biggest difference uh, living in Connecticut and now living in Wisconsin? A lot colder. <laughs> it's just, it's just a different cold. A lot colder. It's, yeah, like I said, I mean, it's, right now it's negative negative eighteen wind chill right now. <laughs> That's crazy. And it is uh, nuts. <laughs> what what do you like to do in your free time when you're not playing football or working out? Ooh, that's another good question. Uh, I like going to see movies. Yeah. You know, big golfer. Okay. And uh, I'm just I'm a big movie guy. I kind of like the the theater and going to see plays and going to see movies. That kind of aspect of uh, of life right now. What's the latest uh, movie you saw or good one you seen? Ooh, uh, what did we just go see? Um, oh man, the uh, oh, I'm blanking right now. It's a really good movie too. Glass. <laughs> Glass, yeah. Glass, yep. It was a good one. What about, can you give me your top five favorite quarterbacks of all time? Top five favorite quarterbacks of all time. Yeah, your, good one. your favorite quarterback. Uh, in no particular order. Okay. I'm going to go uh, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Staubach, and uh, we'll go Montana. All right, I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. And what about what, what was your favorite city besides Green Bay, like traveling was? Uh, I like Seattle. Uh, you know, it's kind of a quaint, um, you know, little city that's you know up on a hill. It's uh, it's a nice little city. I enjoyed that uh, experience for sure. Actually, I, I think I had a somebody else say that too. Uh, I forgot who it was, but someone else said Seattle recently too. Yeah, so, it's a good little place. For sure. Well, appreciate you coming on. And uh, where can people find you on social media? Yeah, I'm. Uh... I don't even know my handles at this point, but I'm on Twitter and, and Instagram. I believe it's t- Tim Boyle underscore seven or Tim Boyle seven or Tim Boyle. Actually, I'm not seven anymore, so I'm eight. So Tim Boyle eight at this point. So yeah, yeah, I'm on Twitter and Instagram. So uh, look me up. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, I appreciate you uh, interviewing me, and uh, look forward to staying in touch.